You can listen to The Professional Left wherever you get your podcasts, on Netroots Radio, or at our website, proleftpod.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for March 18th, 2022. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from the Cornfield Resistance, where we believe the legend of St. Patrick driving all the snakes out of Ireland is just as absurd as the legend of Michael Steele driving all the bigots out of the GOP. It's the professional left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. We are recording this on St. Patrick's Day. Yes, we are. All, the cats are looking out the window, waiting for the humans to start hawking up hairballs all over the street. <laughs> so, we I'm so grateful that the um, city of Chicago was able to dye the river green this year. We've missed yeah. that the past two years. So, well, and the Chicago Bears screwed the pooch entirely. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw this. No, they they put up a Happy St. Patrick's Day uh, sign, which is fine. Uh, then they decided to change the color of the river photoshopically uh to bear's color which is orange i don't know if you understand oh, the history of ireland and the color oh. orange but doing that on saint patrick's day is just about the most amazing unforced i think athena wise called it self-sack yeah uh, i could think of so way to go bears yeah you know you, you there are a few irish people in chicago you could have asked you could have really. asked about the color orange yeah yeah being the the color of protestantism and oppression yeah. you know 400 but, years of british oppression right but hey you know you do you bears i mean <laughs> again it's not like there's a daily who was a mayor or another daily who was a mayor for yeah. the last you know for 50 some odd yeah. years yep Sure. Okay. That's great. Somebody, good, good some work. intern didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, well, and the, the Irish parade in Chicago is like one of the big events. It's yeah. You know, it's a bit. It's where every A list politician, every politician goes. shows up. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, I thought we would kind of have a theme uh, for the beginning of the oh, show, Drift Glass, and okay. I I call it believing in your own bubble, which um, is illustrated very clearly by an interview that Idaho Lieutenant Governor Janice McEachin did with a very smart reporter. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she sent a campaign speech video to the same Nick Fuentes conference that Marjorie Taylor Greene attended in person. Uh-huh. Um, you remember that Marjorie Taylor Greene said, well, right. I don't see why I shouldn't go to a conference where we all declare Christ is king. <laughs> well, yeah. you're also declaring... That uh, white nationalism is is good, and uh, you know America's being changed by brown people in a bad way, et cetera. Look, I'm not going to repeat a lot of Nick Quente's, uh conversations. Look, the just Nuremberg awful. rally had a lot of people there needed to hear my message. So you know, <laughs> I went, I talked to them. They loved Jesus, and so did I. And what what more did you need to know? Well, and yeah, that's the bubble. Okay. It's like yeah. you need to totally remove any context of me speaking to. You know, it does not imply endorsement if I go and speak to Nazis, right? Well, as you know, I, I firmly believe context is the real fascism, Blue Gal. <laughs> Always has yeah. been. Yeah. Well, Janice, who's the lieutenant governor of Idaho, demanded to see a manager. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. Uh, 
She only wants to be judged on what she said in her video and not that she sent the video by request to literal racists. Uh-huh. Um, but a lot of people uh, noticed afterwards that, look, racism is kind of your thing, Janice. And uh-huh. uh, you can tell from her own rhetoric about immigration. She talks about changing the face of America in a bad way. And she says things like, with these open borders, it's only a matter of time until we lose who we are. Look, the black people are coming for your white women, okay? (laughs) It's just, it's as clear as day. Archie Bunker couldn't have said it any better. Um, And and she's the one who got um, cornered, is not quite the right word, but got uh, asked a lot of questions by an actual reporter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just s- sweated off 20 pounds. Tr- mm-hmm. just got real nervous and, and really she's, she sucks at being a, a, a racist mm-hmm. because she doesn't know how to pivot immediately away. She tried to, well, the mainstream media said that it's a mainstream media. And, but she looks so stupid and shifty eyed and, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. pathetic and weak. And you know she's like, oh God, what do what do smart people say when they're in this position? Right. Um, and she, and she wanted to say Reverend Wright, you know right. that. Mm-hmm. Why why are we judging people by their associations? But Reverend Wright. Yeah, you <laughs> like, only do this to conservatives yeah, who go to yeah. white nationalist rallies and right. talk to Nazis. Yeah, well, yeah, you know that's a that's a good point. We do a lot of that. <laughs> Don't do near enough, in I my mean, opinion. Singled but. out. Uh, something weird happened on Twitter this week, Driftglass. Um, I was doing uh, a retrospective on uh, Mr. Matthew Dowd. I know that nobody cares about what anyone said ever in the past, and context is 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 the true fascism. But I think there should be at least a few voices out there going, "But wait a minute, this is the same guy who said the exact opposite just like five minutes ago." Mm-hmm. And um, so I have a pretty uh, uh, impressive archive of Matthew Dowd's many tweets back when Matthew Dowd was Matthew Dowd 2.0 before he became Matthew Dowd 3.0, who has disavowed. Disavowed is not true. It's not the right word because he doesn't even acknowledge Matthew 2.0 existed at all. Right. He just suddenly became a Hillary Clinton Democrat Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. one day after spending pretty much the last previous, I don't know, 12 years, certainly the entire campaign season of 2016, screeching that, I've worked for both political parties and they're all corrupt and everyone sucks and you have to destroy everything. And you shouldn't vote in this election except third party or just stay home. Mm-hmm. And he just won't acknowledge he ever said shit like that. Right. He's, right. A, he's a coward and he's a liar. And he's on MSNBC because that's where cowards and liars go. And But I did have – and he deleted all these tweets. He just went back to his archives and blew them all away, um, which is fine. You know, that's what cowards and liars do. And – but up until a few weeks ago or whenever, uh, the the plain text embed relics of those tweets would survive mm-hmm. if you had documented them and put your, in your blog or, or your magazine article or whatever. And you wouldn't see the fully rendered version, the fully um, uh, uh, picture and name and all that other stuff. But you could see the plain text and where it was from and who said it and when. Mm-hmm. And then Twitter decided, nope, nope, that's too revealing. So oh, they, I, well, I don't blame Twitter because it, that's storage space on their servers, and they don't need to. If someone deletes their own content from their account, uh, I, I don't think Twitter should be obligated to save it. I really I, don't. I don't know that it's deleted though, because now just for context, so mm-hmm. you can go to my blog and look up a Matthew Dowd thing and see what he actually said. 
mm-hmm. in, in, in an un, um, unexpanded form, just raw mm-hmm. text. But right. if you go there now, you just see a blank thing saying, look what's happening on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you click on it, you just go to Twitter. There's, it's as if nothing existed, ever existed at all. Mm-hmm. Except for a microsecond, it will show you what's on my blog. Yeah. It will from the blink, HTML. From right. the HTML. It'll blink right past it. And then part of their new protocol is they they will because it's their code, it's their mm-hmm. stuff. They will they will essentially reach into your blog and blot out the original text, which mm. is still there, which still exists. Mm-hmm. Um, so cost- you can edit your HTML. I mean, we're getting into the weeds here, but right. you can edit it to find the text of Matthew Dowd's tweets still. Yeah, on my yeah. blog. So yeah. I, I mean I got around that by taking screenshots. And pasting them together and just putting it up. It, but you can't get a JPEG Twitter. But yeah. it, it it is part of the and I understand that people do delete tweets for lots of reasons. Mm-hmm. But Glenn Greenwald deleted his entire Twitter archive because Glenn yep. Greenwald's a liar and a coward. Right. And right. Matthew Dow deleted his entire Twitter archive because he wanted to run for lieutenant governor of Texas. Of Texas yeah. And he wanted a job at MSNBC and his entire history argues against him ever having positions like that because mm-hmm. he thought Democrats are just as bad as Republicans and everyone sucks. You shouldn't even – you shouldn't endorse the system at all by involving yourself in, in Right. In it's, and way. it's not Trump's fault or the Republican Party's fault. No. It's, it's everyone's fault. everybody's it's the, fault. It's the corrupt yeah. duopoly. Uh-huh. By the way, I'm running as a Democrat and I believe in the following – it's like, okay, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're just – you have no moral compass at all. Mm-hmm. And you have an actual platform. Back when you had millions of people watching you on ABC News as their chief analyst – you had a pretty big platform and you used it to shit all over the political process and trash Hillary Clinton. And now that that's no longer a position you want to have held, you just lie about it. Yeah. And your yeah. friends at MSNBC let you get away with it because yeah. that's what we do now. Um, but there was one little relic left, which is the fragment of the tweet embedded in Drift Glass's blog. Yeah. It says yeah. otherwise. And now that's gone too. So uh, as these things come up, I will swap out screenshots of what I can see in the edit. Um, portion of the blog for what shows up on my blog. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it is part of this, let's just vacuum up the past. Yeah. Let's just well, get and, rid of... And a couple of people on Twitter are like, boy, I'm really glad Drift Glass is on our side. Yeah. Well, <laughs> because you, uh, you aren't going to let them get away with that. And I'm very proud of you for that. Well, I, I do hang on to a grudge like an Irishman. <laughs> like an Irishman. <laughs> like an Irishman. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, I have I have a bunch of Andrew Sullivan's old tweets. Yeah, I have Glenn Greenwald's old tweets. Oh, um, I don't have all of them because Glenn Greenwald just. Well, fired. isn't it amazing how many people have seen the light on Glenn Greenwald? Yeah, well, they saw you the know. light, and then they they like the part that bothers me, and I'll just leave it at this: is why didn't anyone warn us about Glenn Greenwald being an <laughs> asshole? Why didn't anyone mention that David Brooks was a lunatic? Why did anyone ever say well you know there were people saying that but those are the people who are automatically disallowed from the public square because they say things you don't want to hear yeah because you have invested deeply in your great love of david brooks as a reasonable blah 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 and you don't want to hear otherwise so because the story of the liberal blogosphere the story of the liberal blogosphere whatever's left of it tells mm-hmm. about politics is not one that anyone in the mainstream media wants to talk about we just I- Absolutely convinced that all of that support to traces back to we want our oil and gas and defense stocks to keep rising and we want our tax cuts to be permanent. Mm -hmm. And so we cling to David Brooks because he is the arbiter 
of reasonable conservatism that allows us to keep all of that money for ourselves. Even as, and this is the part that that cracks some people's brains because they mm-hmm. haven't read 1984 apparently, is yeah. even as part of your brain acknowledges that all that went before was bullshit because it mm-hmm. all led to Trump and mm-hmm. something happened that made mm-hmm. Trump possible. And mm-hmm. that thing was the absolute debasement of, of any concept of morality or consistency or, 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 or fair ethics, dealing. journalistic or ethics. ethics. Yes. On the right. That, that, that ha- these were all necessary preconditions to create Trump. So something about our, our observations about the right must've been horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe there were people out there who weren't wrong. No, we don't talk about that. But they still want to believe that somehow, some way, the Republican Party, they can see in front of them, you know, with blood on its teeth, mm-hmm. glaring at them and and clearly anxious to get rid of democracy at any cost, just isn't real somehow or isn't because mm-hmm. their friend who lives across the yard from them and takes the Acela Corridor train with them, who's, who's the tame, nice conservative, kept telling them, oh, that's not real. That's yeah, not a real thing. Right, don't don't right. worry about that. And well, my friend wouldn't have lied to me. You know, we coach soccer together. Yeah. 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 Well, your friend is the, part of the problem. So get better well, friends. Well, and and I think we tend to focus and and not want to blame the voters, but I do blame oh, yeah. the voters oh, and, and the viewers for this. Um, Eric Bollard has an article about the Dominion lawsuit <laughs> this week. Yeah. And talking about how there were Fox News hosts, and we talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. The reason Fox News is still being sued is there's lots of evidence that Tucker Carlson and now it turns out um, Neil Cavuto as well. Neil mm-hmm. Cavuto cut away from a Trump press conference with the Trump press secretary uh-huh. saying we can't cover this because there's no evidence as to what she's saying about the election results. Right. And so I'm go- not going to air that because it would be irresponsible to do so. <gasps> awareness now, of guilt, yes. <laughs> awareness of guilt. Mm-hmm. And Rupert Murdoch went along with that. This is what Eric Bollard is saying. Rupert w- Murdoch went along with that until the Murdochs saw that they were losing massive viewer share to Newsmax yep. and OAN. Yep. Yep. And then it was, oh, we got to go all in with the big lie because that's where our audience wants right. us to be. So this, oh no, the tail's wagging the dog here, and and if we got rid of Fox, we we somehow magic would happen, and the brainwashed horde would would wake up, and the scales would fall from their eyes. No, <laughs> the dog is wagging that tail, and to, and the profits. It's about profit margins. I mean, you and I watched a couple weeks ago Network, which is on HBO Max now. If you haven't seen Network from the seventies. You need to go watch that movie because it is what happens when all that matters is ratings and profit to a well, new to the news industry. It was so Patty Chayefsky got it and, and predicted exactly correctly. And to take it back even further than that, I'm going to mm-hmm. cheat a little bit by revealing my adolescent awareness and reading of, <laughs> I, of Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand? Oh, no. You're not um, going to read to me no. from Ayn Rand's unpublished manuscripts. No, <laughs> I have them all tucked away for a, a, for a special anniversary, a little champagne, a little bubble bath. <laughs> when the little... kids are all gone. <laughs> and you know what? Property rights are the only rights. <laughs> um, the Fountainhead is one of her novels. It's from 1943. Mm-hmm. It was made into a movie with Gary Cooper which is an adequate movie, but there is a subplot in there. Yeah. 
um, which a guy, uh, uh, a character named Gail Wynand, um, I think played by Raymond Massey in the movie. I, you can check me on that. I'm pretty sure. Um, runs a sleazy tabloid paper mm-hmm. and has made a fucking fortune. And he's smarter than everybody else. He knows that the mob is a bunch of you know rubes to be fed idiocy. And so he has a life that is elite and full of quality and full of refinement um, that's all paid for by this schlock that he pumps mm-hmm. out the door. Yeah, like and, the New York Post. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Except there's, there is no Fox News Network because it's 1943. Mm-hmm. But so the newspaper is the big deal. The Banner newspaper is the big deal. And he thinks he's the opinion leader. And he just feeds them just garbage, racist mm-hmm. garbage and gossip and trash. And they love it. And they pay him a, like a shit ton of money for it. And then he sort of gets it into his head that he's going to defend this rogue, free-thinking architect because he's going to shift public opinion. And so he starts publishing articles in his paper that his readers don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. And he finds out exactly who's in charge of that relationship. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they decide, oh, fuck, no. Oh, no, 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 no. You're not going to tell us that smart people are good yeah. and quality yeah. matters. That's that's basically you told us the exact opposite your entire career. You told us that we fucking pig people are the are God's chosen creatures. And now mm-hmm. you're telling us that there's somebody better than us and we should listen to them. Fuck you. That was in 1943. Mm-hmm. And all these years later, Rupert Murdoch finally figured out that he doesn't control the mob. Right. He controls the mob by riding on its back and feeding it red meat. Mm-hmm. And the minute he stops doing that, it will rip his throat out and find someone who will give him It'll what It'll find what someone who will ride him and give them red meat. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. absolutely. And there's always someone out there willing to do that. There so, sure is. But now they're all facing another corporation that has endless patients and <laughs> attorneys who are willing to work on spec. I saw this happening in real time in our community when Megan Kelly ran afoul mm-hmm. of the Fox News crowd. Right. I saw it. I talked to local wingnut pillars of the community who, who used to, I'm sure used to jerk off to Megan Kelly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. why she was there. She's hot, blonde, wingnut. I, she gives me a huge boner. Mm-hmm. And right about the time she decided to ask Trump she questions. She cross Trump, right. She's, you know, I, you know she's almost, suddenly the same people, like, you know, she's almost as bad as that lesbian that Rachel Maddox mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. on MSNBC. I like this bow tie guy, this Tucker Carlson guy. He seems to have it going on. Boom. She's gone. He's in. They didn't mm-hmm. give a shit. As long right. as someone is there telling them the lies they want to hear. Mm-hmm. And again, let's let's be very, very clear. These people, there's no barbed wire fence. There's no, no machine gun. No one's forcing them to there's watch the shit. There's a remote control right next to them on yep. the couch. Right. So either they are, they are delinquent in their in their thinking, either they're children or, you know, lower orders of life that have no agency, have no control over what they do. They just poop their pants and they have no, in which case that's fine. Let's treat them like that. They can't vote. They shouldn't be able to vote. Mm Four-year-olds can't vote. Um, Or they're adults and we should hold them rigorously responsible, individually rigorously responsible for the decision they make. And the decision they make is to watch fucking Fox News. Mm -hmm. Or or OAN. And And no matter how many times they get, they get slapped in the dick over the, and no matter how many lies blow up in their face, they always go back to the same lies. Yeah. Yeah. So they res- ultimately Since at least Nixon. Yeah. Yeah. It's the voters. Yeah. It's the people in West Virginia who won't elect anyone other than Joe Manchin. Mm-hmm. He's the only Democrat I'm going to ever elect. If, if you, if he's not, and well, okay, then it's the fault of the, it, it, it's the Kentucky voters mm-hmm. who put Mitch McConnell and Rand mm-hmm. Paul in office mm-hmm. over and over again. They're to blame. Your neighbors 
are the problem. Mm -hmm. So anyway, mm -hmm. moving on. I found this uh, sentence astonishing in the New York Times. Uh, Trump controlled committees entered 2022 <laughs> with $122 million in the bank, far more than the Republican Party itself. Oh, my. Oh, my. Now, you can parse that out and say, okay, the RNC, if they're smart, they aren't hoarding money. They're using money and putting it in, you know, Martha McSally for Senate or whatever. They're putting it in individual campaign committees and distributing it to campaigns and getting it out, of, out the door. And maybe that's the case. But I went and looked at Open Secrets <laughs> and WinRed mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. looking to see where these, this money is going and where it ends up. And you can't look now at the 2022 campaign and make America great again, because as this article was pointing out, Donald Trump hasn't announced yet. Right. And so he doesn't have to report monthly on, or quarterly on where that money's going. And that as I, well, in our news roundup, we do point out that he is yeah. in violation of campaign finance laws. Right. Which doesn't and matter because nobody ever no, enforces nobody, those laws because, anyway. Because the Federal Election Commission is... 50% Republican, yeah. he's going to get away with it. Sure. Um, but the fact that the fact that the Republican Party, the RNC, is paying Donald Trump's legal bills from 2015 and he has more money in the bank than the RNC has in the bank, mm -hmm. uh, it is so clear to me, and I've said this in every show, but I'm going to keep on saying it because no one else is saying it. <laughs> Ronna Romney and McDaniel and Kevin McCarthy are being held hostage by Trump's stranglehold on GOP fundraising and very possibly profiting personally from oh, yeah. Win Red. When has when has Donald Trump not put personal profit above everything else? Right. When it came and to we know that Win Red was started. Jared made it happen. The reason that Win Red exists is because Shelley Adelson, after the 2018 midterms where the House lost 41 seats, when Republicans lost 41 seats in the House, Shelley Adelson said, I'm not giving another dime until you put uh, put together a act blue for Republicans. Yes. So you've got to do online fundraising. We're in the dark ages here. You've got to do online fundraising the way the Democrats do, or I'm not supporting you anymore. So Jared was put in charge of making a WinRed a online fundraising machine. J Wait, Jared took time away from reforming the banking Middle system East peace and fixing to Middle do East this. peace to do yes. this? Wow, he's what an amazing man. And then he borrowed the off-the-shelf software <laughs> of ActBlue and made it for profit. Uh -huh. They scrape money off the top of every donation. And the donations that go to the RNC are clearly being spent on legal bills. <laughs> for who? For whom, honey? <laughs> well, for Donald Trump, number one. Oh, number yeah. two, I mean, we have this in our news roundup too. They're doing it to um, sue anyone that wants to give their pr data to the J6 committee. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So if you're giving just to the Republican Party right now, it's not going to help Republicans win. It's going nope. to cover up for Donald Trump. So you should definitely keep giving money to them. <laughs> well, and I think this is why people like Joe Scarborough aren't talking about this, is they don't want to spook donors. Right. Because you spook a donor, 
into thinking, oh, my my money's no good if I give it. I might I'm throwing away money, right? I'm throwing mm-hmm. away money if I give to Republican causes other than directly in a check to the candidate I want to win. So mm-hmm. I'll do that. I'll write a check, and I won't I won't go through Ronna McDaniel because I don't believe in her, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't want to they don't want to do that. They don't want to terrify. Republican donors from keeping that money flowing. So I think that's why certain Republican media outlets don't talk about this. Don't want to talk about it. Don't talk about the war. Don't talk about the war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a quote from Julia Ioff that you want to talk about? Yes, I do. She's a Russian American journalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you see her nowadays uh, talking about Ukraine and mm-hmm. Russia and with a great deal of expertise. Um, and I, I think this quote was from MSNBC. I know she said it. I'm just not quite sure the source, but it, it's very relevant because it's, it's when you're feeling all high and mighty about how do those Russians believe this crap? She said, every time I'm asked by Americans, do Russians really believe this stuff as if we don't have the same thing happening here? You have 40% of the American population that was convinced in just one year that Donald Trump actually won the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. Propaganda works. Yeah. Repetition well, works. And, and we know that Donald Trump announced his re-election campaign the day after his inauguration in mm-hmm. 2017. Yep. Uh, he started the Make America Great Again Super PAC for 2020 on November 9th of mm-hmm. 2020, mm-hmm. two days after the election. Yep. To raise money for legally, you know, lawyers to allegedly, because who knows who he paid and who he didn't pay. Right. The, the idea was to raise money off of the outrage of losing. And, you know, we've seen that happen before, but not to this extent. Um, well, they were robbed, honey. Well, you know, and, and we had people donating to recount things with the Green Party and everything after 2016 sure. as well. You know, sure. we didn't Stein. riot or <laughs> try to overthrow the Capitol during the vote count. Well, and that's that's I mean, there. It's the same fractal over and over again but mm-hmm. i remember the cry after the 2020 election which is you're just going to ignore the wishes of 70 million americans <laughs> well a all you've done is fuck over those 70 million americans every time you've been in office mm-hmm. you don't you don't think those 70 million americans should have any voice at all b you lost mm-hmm. um, but it's like no but we shouldn't lose we shouldn't lose because we are white america mm-hmm. and white mm-hmm. america shouldn't ever have to Face the prospect of not being in control. Mm-hmm. And that's why they became hysterical. Yeah. Because the idea that you can't just ignore me, and that's what they did. They they pulled a uh whatever that movie was. Yeah. Boiling yeah. Bunny movie. Fatal um, Attraction. Fatal Attraction, thank you. And they decided instead of you know boiling a bunny, they decided to storm the US Capitol. Right. But it's the same dynamic. It's this derangement that really this narcissistic derangement that how dare you take power away from me? I'm the only all of U.S. history says I'm the only person who should have real power in this country. And you're denying it to me. All right. Um, we got to talk for a minute about Hunter Biden's laptop. Let's just, I'm let's sorry. Just call it, let's call it HBL. OK, HBL. HBL. I'm sorry that we uh-huh. have to talk about this, but uh, well, it, it resurfaced this week as a story because uh, we have to constantly create distractions in right wing media in order to uh, hide facts that, Donald Trump, that are coming out about Donald Trump. 
And uh, we we can't certainly can't talk about the war. Like you said, don't talk about the war. Don't talk about how Paul Manafort changed the Republican platform in 2016 to make it friendlier to Russia about Ukraine. You know, there are people that remember stuff, Driftglass. I don't know, I know if you know that. And they're just so we got to talk about we got to we got to bring on the um, computer repairman who allegedly has Hunter Biden's laptop onto Fox News and ask him with his Tam, with his Scottish Tam on his head about Ukraine. Mm. <laughs> and um, so but then today that was yesterday. Today, there's an article in The New York Times about Hunter Biden's laptop. And the fact that, yes, it appears that this laptop, wherever it is and whenever it was, uh, actually had emails on it that belonged to Hunter Biden, as the Russians would put something like that together. Yes, they would. <laughs> they sure would. Um, and th- these emails were verified by Hunter, either by Hunter Biden or by one of his attorneys, some one of his people, as being actually from Hunter Biden. So now you've got the but his emails. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And here is the New York Times writing multiple paragraphs about this story because there is an investigation going on. Right. Not that anyone is going to be charged with anything. Right. Not that there's any wrongdoing. And the article is very clear that there's. it's not clear there's any wrongdoing. It's not clear there's going to be an indictment. It's not clear that the grand jury has found anything wrong. Right. But there's emails and there's a laptop and there's an investigation. And, and you we have need to, to talk report about on it. it. We have to report on it. We have to report on it because right. 2016 never happened. Never happened. And we mm-hmm. were not caught with egg all over our face by Maggie Haberman's behavior. No, do, of course not. Do you remember on Justified when Mags got mad at her idiot son for doing something stupid? Mm-hmm. And she basically had him put his hand on a stump and, and beat his break, hand break, to a pulp. She said, I'm not going to do your shooting finger, but I'm going to break one of your fingers because yeah. you're an idiot. Yes. Broke his hand. You know, yeah. she, won't, she won't break his shooting hand, but she bro- yeah. broke his hand repeatedly. Honestly, there really needs to be something professionally similar <laughs> to reporters <laughs> who consistently decide, you know what I'm going to do? And editors. And editors who decide who, that's who, worse column space. The liberal New York Times. There yeah. has to be a mechanism by which those people are dragged out by their fucking hair into the public eye and made to answer like that sweaty lady answering for the Nick Fuentes thing. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck did you think it was a really good idea to put this up? Well, you know, it's a story. Yeah, there's a million stories out there, but it has Hunter Biden laptop email. So you decided to run with it. Explain to me like I'm a child why this is important to talk about at this moment. Right. And well, and them. this is the point. What is there is that his emails, quote unquote, show Hunter was ex- Hunter Biden was extremely aware that his father was vice president of the United States at the time, that appearances mattered, that it would be a political nightmare for Joe Biden, his dad, if it appeared in any way that he, Hunter Biden, was benefiting financially or even just socially from his father's activities. And so mm-hmm. the emails that he sent to colleagues and so forth were all about avoiding appearances of benefiting in any way from his father's office. That- so you mean he discussed his father's office and benefits in emails, right. what you're saying is blue gal. <laughs> and he worked very hard to avoid conflicts of interest between his business and his dad, period. He admitted on television in an interview with Jimmy Kimmel that the laptop might be his. And he and one of his associates 
cooperated with the Department of Justice and the grand jury to verify the emails on the laptop or whatever they have are his. Kate Benner on Twitter said the big takeaway in the Hunter Biden story is that the Department of Justice has struggled to find evidence to support criminal Mm -hmm. charges, even after it widened it beyond taxes, putting the department in a tough political bind. None of that matters. The headline in Murdoch's New York Post today is Hunter Biden had a laptop after all. How Mm -hmm. dare you question the veracity of our reporting when now the New York Times is saying the same thing we did. Mm -hmm. This is the same Department of Justice that is having a real problem trying to find, trying to overlook the fact that Donald Trump is a sitting on a pile of criminal offenses that stinks to high heaven. Um, And so, so the, the lesson that the New York Times will never, ever learn is that column inches devoted to bullshit help the bullshit. And no matter how balanced your coverage is, no matter how carefully you're covering merely the activities of a grand jury, Mm -hmm. if you're covering bullshit, even if you're telling the truth about bullshit and calling it bullshit, you're just helping the bullshit factory because they're going to twist it. Well, do you think they honestly don't know that? Oh, I think they know that. I think they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. I think they don't care. Yeah. You know, this is, this is, hey, this is great it's for clicks. It's reporting. Yeah. This has got a lot of traffic. But again, I think it's that, it goes back to that theme of I'm in this bubble. I have a responsibility to my self-image as a reporting mechanism in the paper of record to cover yeah. these things and make it the paper of record as to what Department of Justice is doing without, without tainting it with opinions that come from the left or the right. Yeah, right. Well, and that brings us to Adam Davidson mm-hmm. of uh, a, a journalist, a person, a journalist person, uh, famous for being on This American Life, uh, Planet Money, and writing for The New Yorker. So he's not just a scumbag blogger like you and I. He's a journalist. Mm-hmm. He's a journalist person who has an audience and has many opinions. And gets and this paid, is what he, apparently, by an organization. Paid. Not He doesn't yes. have to bust for money. No, there's no tip jar at the Adam Davidson uh, blog site that hasn't been updated since 2007. No, that's not true. Um, And this is what he tweeted, I believe, yesterday. I just watched a bunch of GOP political ads. I am embarrassed, even ashamed, that for years I reported earnestly about the GOP's free market-based vision. That clearly was a thin scrim over ethno-nationalism. I truly regret the error. Mm Mm-hmm. I never noticed all the racists in the racist party. <laughs> um, and Doug J. Balloon, known to far and wide as New York Times pitch bot, replied as follows. If it's any consolation, if you'd been sharp enough to see the truth, you'd have been stuck writing at a free weekly or small newspaper for the rest of your Damn life. Damn right. That's where the smart people end up. Not the New Yorker, other than Chotner, who's a reporter that he likes at the New Yorker. Then he followed up with, And that's why people don't give credit for these kinds of apologies. There's someone else smarter and better who should have had his career and who didn't because of the perverse incentive system in legacy media. Mm -hmm. Absolutely fucking right. right. This guy got his job because he was willing to suck the free market dick of the Republican Mm -hmm. Party and ignore the fact that that was just a little tiny 
add-on to a monstrously evil enterprise that anybody who was an actual journalist and gave a shit about the truth should have seen coming for the last 30 mm-hmm. years. But why trouble people's you know beautiful minds no. with facts that make them sad? No, you shouldn't. Instead, let's talk about free markets and, and open markets. Well, and if we don't want to do it, but that drift class, we could talk about book parties. <laughs> let's do that, Blue Gal. Let's, let's talk Yeah, at the book party. Let's all <laughs> hobnob with each other. And, and, oh, God, don't get me started on Bill Barr this week. Well, I, don't I know, talk about but Bill Barr this, this goes back to another book party way back in the day mm-hmm. that Mark Halperin, remember his, oh, that's right. remember his book, The Way to Win? I do remember that book. That he co-wrote. And there was a book party where Hillary Clinton and John McCain showed up. They did. And all the NBC bipartisan. people were there. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, laughing and having a glass of wine and, and celebrating this book launch. Mm-hmm. And uh, so to read Maggie Haberman's tweet from yesterday about Bill Barr and Mike Pence and Chris Christie all at this party launching Bill Barr's book in Washington, D.C., Lindsey Graham, Tom Cotton, Lachlan Murdoch, Pat mm-hmm. Cipollone. And Bill Barr said that the Murdochs convinced him to go through with the book. And, of course, the Murdochs own the press that published yeah, that Bill Barr's book. Published the book. So, right. yeah. Um, and usually those presses are supposed to be independent, you know, like get to do whatever they want, right? Yeah. The Murdochs no. convinced him to go through with the book, and Trump could have won if Bill Barr toned his book down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's the hero of his own story, Driftglass. He he. He clearly is the is the best of us all, Bill Barr. Bill is. Barr said he was glad he joined because Trump was getting stampeded on the Russian probe. Mm-hmm. And well, Maggie Haberman says, you know, Barr saying the Murdochs told him to go ahead with the book in which he describes Trump as unfit says it all. They're building well, lifeboats, Driftglass. Then he got all that free publicity. Um, you know, got got to be interviewed by Lester Holt yeah. and other folks who didn't really press him on anything. Yeah. And said um, that he would vote for, even though Trump's unfit, he would can see himself no, voting for a Democrat. Because the Democrats are being monstrously evil. And this whole Maggie Haberman, mm-hmm. who's clearly building herself a lovely luxury yacht of a lifeboat. Mm-hmm. And and um, taking Tom Cotton and Lindsey Graham and Lachlan Murdoch with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's part of the secret plan that only they know about, which is that Barr and Pence and Christie... Uh, the, the Republicans are slowly saying maybe they can move on from Trump. Mm-hmm. And if you listen like I do to Never Trump podcasts that have millions of listeners, millions of listeners, and have a huge staff and have lots and lots of resources that uh, that we don't have because they have, uh, they're attached at the hip to uh, MSNBC, mm-hmm. uh, which they ha- privately hate. Not so privately hate. They really don't like having to depend on that liberal station, even though it's half former Republicans at this point or more, um, they have a their their plan is clearly to keep expanding the number of people who will be forgiven, keep lowering the bar on what's acceptable to be welcomed back into polite society. Well, I don't hate you anymore because you said the mean thing about Trump, which is virtually identical to the to the case they made to the left to credulous liberal outlets when they suddenly jumped off the Republican Party boat. Mm-hmm. Said, look, I, I, I'm not responsible for anything that happened before me. We, we have to agree to forget everything I ever said. Context is fascism. Um, but I said a bad thing about Trump, so now I'm a hero of the resistance. Give me a job at MSNBC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, well, what about all the people who weren't fucking wrong? There? No, 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 no. Those people don't exist. That's the past. Blah, blah, blah. Give me a job at MSNBC. So, yeah, saw a whole bunch of never Trumpers flooding the network. Suddenly, they're in the New York Times, the Washington Post, writing these columns about Trump just showed up and took my party away. And no one knows what happens. That's just terrible. And they become the default voice of the opposition. And at the time this was happening, while a bunch of my credulous liberal friends were saying, well, you know, what about Stalin and us against Hitler in World War II? And then, you know, we'll, they'll come a day and we'll fight all this out. But for now, everyone's a hero. Okay, am I a hero? Well, no, you keep seeing bad things about our allies. Yes, our allies keep saying bad things about me. What about that? What about the fact that we were right and they weren't? Oh, that doesn't matter. So my prediction at the time was, look, here's, here's their plan. They, they get control of the narrative, which they now have, and they very gradually and then not so gradually expand the list of people who will be welcomed back into the fold until basically the only people that they're going to be pissed about is a guy named Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Eventually, everyone else, maybe Paul Ryan, they kind of hate Paul Ryan, but you know, Bill Barr, you know, I hate his guts and we'd have to have a man-to-man talk, but he, he did the right thing. And Mike Pence, he did that one thing that wasn't terrible. And he said a mean thing about Trump. So he's he's pretty much okay now, too. Like, oh, you're reconstituting the entire Republican Party around yourself because you're the heroes. And it's going to be eventually everyone's okay. Everyone's cool. We, you can all come back. And you can all be on MSNBC because now we run that shop. The only person we're not going to welcome back is Donald Trump and his family. And th- I'm, I'm watching that happen before my eyes going, how the fuck is it that only a few of us on the left see what's happening? That that's the plan. The plan is we're going to keep talking about the extreme left mm-hmm. and how the extreme left is terrible. Every Never Trump podcast has a segment where, my God, did you hear what the Berkeley School District did this week? <laughs> it was an outrage. Because that's exactly the same as an entire political party being a fascist shithole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're positioning themselves as the reasonable center. They're bringing back all the assholes into the fold, saying, remember the past doesn't count? The past doesn't count. We, we should all rally around Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, and, and that, that's our future. And it, they're going to – and it's going to end up being the Trump Republican Party is the right and the entire rest of the Republican Party is the reasonable center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And between those two polls, all political conversation will continue. And the left will simply cease to exist as a as a voice anywhere in the media. And we're halfway there. We really are. Um, um, and to prove my point, I do listen to Crazy Joe Walsh. And last week, I was listening to watching Joe Walsh on the Twitter and listening to him. And Crazy Joe Walsh popped up with the following. Most Americans are not Trumpists. Most Americans are not leftists. How come there's not a political party for most Americans? <laughs> the triumphant return of both sides do it. Where's the party of the reasonable mm-hmm. center? And granted, he got dragged because, you know, that's an asinine thing to say because most Republicans are Trumpists, which is why they nominated elected Donald right. Trump. I don't know what the fuck you mean by leftist because I'm I'm a lefty and I don't agree with Bernie Sanders some of the time. I like Elizabeth Warren. I'm pretty cool with Joe Biden. So we're all sort of a big tent over here. And we are the party for the rest of America. Mm-hmm. Your crazy racist fascist party that you were completely comfortable with until 2018, they're the bad guys. And so, but every one of these fuckers, every one of them, you'll hear in their voice at some point in in public commentary almost every day, a pining for a 
a party number three, mm-hmm. a, a McCain-Lieberman party, if you will, an idealized centrist party where everyone's reasonable and no one's nasty or mean, like the extremes on both sides. <laughs> and I just shake my head going, I can see it coming. You can see it coming. We can all see it coming. The only people who can't see it coming is the editorial board of the New York Times who, who consistently promotes this shit. Yep. And uh, the people who run cable news. They, they enable all this shit. They're enabling it. And, and you, can, you can just see where it's going. Anyway. Class, just as an aside, um, uh-huh. Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley today. Oh, I heard about Did this. Did you hear about this? This, this is wonderful. It, it, it won't go anywhere. No. It's just a, you know. But he kind of forgot where he was and that there was a microphone on, I think, in a committee yeah. meeting. He told everybody, <laughs> you know, if we want to lower prescription drug prices, we got to do it this year because when the Republicans take over, we won't be able to get anything done. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> Chuck Grassley, the um, the elderly gentleman uh, from Iowa, I believe, mm-hmm. um, who's over 170 years old. 71,000 years old, doesn't, yeah. Doesn't know where he is half the time, but Iowans seem to love mm-hmm. him, so he keeps getting elected to uh, the Senate. Now, let's you and I play a little game. Mm-hmm. You throw that quote at me going... What about the Republican? You, your Republican senator said follow up. Oh, your Republican senator said that Republicans don't want to uh, fix. No, no, he didn't. No. That's fake news. <laughs> but it's right here on tape. Oh, uh, you know what? Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, why, why, why are you okay with Hunter Biden uh, selling out America and critical his laptop and his father being? What about critical, critical race, race theory? theory? I got to worry about bu- my kids. Yeah. And yeah. then suddenly, you know what the conversation has become? The extremes on both oh, sides. Oh yeah. Why can't we find a nice middle centrist ground between the extremes the, on the both Republican sides? The Republican tax increases that Rick Scott is promising versus fixing uh, pricing for your kid's insulin so he doesn't have to go without doses. That the have Democrats you seen gas want. prices, Blue Gal? Have you seen Joe Biden's gas prices, <laughs> yeah, Blue Gal? Yeah, why do you inject gas in, gasoline into your kid's veins? There'll always be... A handy Joe Manchin to leap into the conversation and say, I don't think electric cars are a good idea. <laughs> and, and, and I don't just want to sh- wait in line I, for batteries like we had to wait in line for gas in 1973. Yeah. What about 1900 when there were only 2,000 cars on the road? Mm-hmm. People had to buy gas at the drugstore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about that. Did they run on coal? Because yeah, right. coal is great. <laughs> Because I I'm the senator from a state full of inbred morons. <laughs> All I have to do is say coal and socialism, and they'll elect me from now until the crack of doom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once again, the voters are the problem. Um, but the thing is, the narrative going back and forth like this and swirling around and always coming back to both sides do it. It's not like it's a river that just flows that way naturally. Mm-hmm. It requires the Maggie Habermans mm-hmm. of the world to force the conversation into a Let's talk about both sides. Let's talk about all the good stuff Republicans are doing. Let's talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. It requires narrators right. to to guide it where they want it to mm-hmm. go. And, and it's a choice. On the left, it's a conscious it's a choice. choice from educated people who should mm-hmm. who know what they're doing. Sure they do. Sure they do. Um, I want to say uh, some good news. Share some good news. Do that. Uh, Joe Biden is working with uh, federal agencies to fix the family glitch in the Affordable Care Act. Now, the family glitch, if you're in it, you know it, and it's complicated, but it basically has to do with if you're employed, your uh, health insurance costs are paid by your employer, uh, but 
your the whether they're affordable or not for your spouse has a lot to do with they didn't include spouses basically and uh, like I said it's complicated but the important part is it is possible for Biden to fix some really big things and steamroll over the mansion cinema wing and the yeah. 49 Republicans who are stopping everything. There, there are still things you can do by executive right. order. And so Absolutely. House progressives this week have released a list of 55 things <laughs> that they would like to see fixed, including reducing the cost of insulin. Yeah. I think that's a really good campaign plat- plank to have. Uh, I, I, I was listening to um, a competing liberal podcast, mm-hmm. uh, pod save something oh, right? I'm not sure something Ooh, yeah. <laughs> a couple of a couple of crazy college kids out on the on the east coast who knows what they're all about but they made a very good point which is democrats delivers the stupidest slogan ever mm-hmm. uh, because it doesn't tell people anything that they believe yeah they look at inflation they look at this and that the democrats aren't doing shit for me what about all the stuff joe biden did for us and then you're having a completely different conversation right. that this election needs to be a uh, comparison, not a referendum on Joe Biden. Right. Yeah. And and the campaign slogans you should all be listening to and repeating are coming from people like Rachel Biddecoffer. Yes. Right. Republicans want to force your daughter to bear her rapist child. Republicans want to throw old people into the street. Mm-hmm. Republicans want to sunset Medicare. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. Real simple. And increase your taxes because they think taxes. you don't have skin in the game. Right. Tell seniors that they don't have, because the Republicans think you haven't worked hard enough for your money and that you aren't contributing enough to the federal government. You need to be uh, punished for that. And so they want to, they want to make you pay a minimum tax. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you and I can use words like sesquicentennial because we're smart, (laughs) but when you're talking to people, anything down to fourth grade level, you do, you just do. No SAT words are allowed. Yeah, she said that on Twitter. Rachel Bittercover said no, and she, and she caught me at that because Jen Psaki was tweeting, and and Rachel Bittercover jumped in and said, "Nope, no SAT words on this slogan." Right. I'm. And, I wish and it were part true. Part of the reason is not just the claim that voters are stupid. That's not it. No. If you use words that aren't fourth grade level, they don't get absorbed in the rushing right. by that everybody's doing. Morning so, in America. Yeah. It's simple. It, you repeat it a million yeah. times and you do that enough. And maybe just maybe you keep the lunatics from taking the government back. Yeah. 50% plus one is all we need. It's all we need, man. It's all we need. Um, and, and gain a few Senate seats, which I think we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, no hope. The, the choice in 2022 is a tax increase from Republicans versus savings on insulin and no tax increase from Democrats. That's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we're thinking about putting together an awards show of some kind. Yes, I guess. it's awards season. Awards uh, season. <laughs> and we suck at this because we don't want to take your votes, actually, or poll anyone, or we don't have any gift uh, we don't bags. Have any agents hawk, hound, we don't have any agents hounding us, right? No. You've got to win this award. It'll set your career. Got to right. do it. Now, the last award um, I won was Blogger of the Year. Mm-hmm. 2008, something like that. I think it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. It was a long, it was pre Obama, I think. Yeah. Um, it was me and Andrew Sullivan. We were the, the, <laughs> he, the blog of the year. I was the individual blogger of the year. And you know, that, that has made my career. Yeah, Bogel, sure. really. There used to be a lot of liberal blogs. There used uh, awards. There was the Co- Kofax award. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, we just have receded into the background. So we're not going to uh, pretend to revive anything, but we thought, here's a thing. 
we should be talking about. Um, let's make it a, a kooky awards thing and, and solicit your opinions. Um, and so we're going to try a best of times, worst of times award. Mm-hmm. And these are votes for people or trends that have stood out during this era of bad feeling. This is not whether they are good or bad. This is simply whether they have dominated the storytelling, dominated the narrative. And arbitrarily, you get to pick three. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, and they're numbered, not, we, I didn't prioritize these. I didn't even research these. These were things that just occurred to me as I rolled out of bed. So, <laughs> you know, if, if, if like dolphins playing um, volleyball is on the list, it's because I was dreaming about dolphins playing volleyball. Um, so here's the list. Number one, President Zelensky. Number two, Doug J. Balloon, New York Times pitch bot. Number three, the triumphant return of independence, centrism, and both siderism. Number four, Jen Psaki. Number five, Democrats in disarray. Number six, Katie Porter. Number seven, Joe Manchin. Number eight, Stacey Abrams. Number nine, Glenn Greenwald. Number 10, COVID. And because 10 is not a sacred number, number 11, Hillary was right. Pick okay. whichever three you think are the most dominant stories that have gone on for the last however many months you want, the last 10 months. Because President Zelensky was not in the headlines a month ago. Six months ago, yeah. 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 Um, and now there's probably arguing nothing, nothing more of, of a more immediate importance than the war in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these are this is up to you. Pick three. Um, or add f- some. Or add some. Yeah, if we're missing some, I wouldn't be a bit surprised because, again, I just pulled this right out of thin air. Uh, but it's the but tale of two cities, right? It is. It the is. best of times and the worst of times. Mm-hmm. Because in some ways, this is the best of times. Oh, I um, think in terms of technology, you know, that's the amazing thing about this war. Mm-hmm. Is you're getting video from all over and mm-hmm. it makes it real. The hell, The hell that is war is real because of video like it was in vietnam but that was filtered through you know cbs news yeah well this is right now you and i are sitting in front, real you, know? you and i are sitting in front of of, of donated microphones on mm-hmm. laptops in right. front of little cameras none of which was possible right you know a generation when we ago. started blogging it wasn't no. possible i no. mean when you, of course when you and i started blogging this is this is the thing that just blows our kids mind there was no youtube nope there was it wasn't embeddable it just wasn't no. youtube didn't exist and and when Barack Obama had his campaign provide embeddable code for his speech at Selma. Whoa. It blew our minds that bloggers, Democratic bloggers, could put Barack Obama's speech at Selma Mm -hmm. onto their blogs with working code. Mm -hmm. Just blew our minds. Hey, the, the, the Netroots Nation convention in Chicago mm-hmm. featured every Democratic candidate for president mm-hmm. except one. I forget which one it was. Hillary Clinton showed up late. Mm-hmm. I think somebody told her everybody else is there. Mm-hmm. It had, as I recall, 150 plus journalists, international oh, yeah. journalists. Yeah. It was a because big the blogs were deal. A, for, for a hot minute, just like the Women's March, mm-hmm. the blogs were a big thing. And then they're not. Then they're not. That, well, then, then the frankly, the mainstream press smothered them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. said, "We, are, oh no, you, well, no, we, we elected Barack Obama, so 
you guys got everything you wanted and the Iraq war is over and everything's fine. And now we have to talk about the Tea Party and independence. Right. Like, what? What? No, no, no. <laughs> That's the, and then then we're gone. Just yeah. like that. We're gone. But we're still here. And you and I are still podcasting and we're still um, doing uh, this this uh, blogging thing. And we're we're not allowed to be depressed at the same time. No. no. And, <laughs> that and almost happened last night. It we almost both did. depressed at the same time. It almost Whoa, we did. can't do that. <laughs> That's well, very bad. <laughs> and, and we have archives, which is how I'm able to take yeah. screenshots of yeah. Matthew Dowd's tweets. There you go. And, and put it's them right back out on the internet. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Hey, let's do a news roundup. After you. Last week, congressional leaders reached a bipartisan agreement to send one, excuse me, $13.6 billion in new humanitarian, military, and economic aid for Ukraine. Biden called Putin a war criminal and said he will commit $800 million more from that package to direct military aid to Ukraine. Ukraine President Zelensky asked the U.S. Congress for more help, telling lawmakers, quote, we need you right now. I call on you to do more. The Ukrainian leader urged the U.S. to establish a no-fly zone over his country, a proposal the Biden administration and NATO allies have rejected, and asked for the delivery of advanced anti-missile defense systems. This is a terror that Europe has not seen has not seen for 80 years, and we are asking for a reply, for an answer to this terror from the whole world, Zelensky said. Following Zelensky's address to Congress, Vladimir Putin accused the West of trying to, quote, cancel Russia. Because everyone works for Roger Ailes' corpse, right. apparently. We're the, <laughs> we're the real victims. We uh-huh. only don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The International Court of Justice ordered Russia to immediately suspend its military operations in Ukraine, saying the Kremlin justified its invasion on the false pretext that Ukraine was committing genocide against Russian speakers in the east of the country, which they weren't. This this has all the teeth of the Federal Election Commission yeah. pointing out that Donald yeah. Trump broke the law. It's unenforceable, but it's a good it's good to have it on the record. Uh, Russian Foreign Ministry sanctioned Joe Biden, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, and other top officials in response to sanctions imposed by Washington on Russian officials. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki shrugged off the announcement, joking that the sanctions wouldn't have much impact because President Biden is a junior. So may they may have sanctioned his dad. May he rest in peace. Uh, Hillary Clinton ridiculed the sanctions on her tweeting, I want to thank the Russian Academy for this Lifetime Achievement Award. According to a leaked memo by the Russian Department of Information and Telecommunications Support, the Kremlin has instructed the Russian state media to feature Fox News host Tucker Carlson as much as possible. Yeah. This is going to be Gleb Greenwald's big break into Russian television. <laughs> um, many tr- of Trump's claims about election fraud can be traced back to a November 2020 report on the Dominion voting system. You all know that. The report originated from inside the White House. The previously unreported involvement of the Trump White House aide raises the extraordinary situation of an administration official being among the original sources of Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election. The publicly available version of the Dominion Report names its author as Catherine Fries, a Trump legal team advisor, but was in fact produced by senior Trump White House policy aide Joanne Miller. This has been reported by The Guardian. The Republican National Committee sued its own email vendor in an effort to stop it from complying with a subpoena from the January 6th committee for data on RNC and Trump campaign fundraising practices. They really don't want the J6 committee to see their emails. 
Also, whatever money you gave to the RNC Republicans is going to Trump's lawyers or the RNC lawyers to cover for Trump. Yay. How does that winning feel? Feel like so much winning. Are you tired of winning? Yeah, I sure am. (laughs) Uh, Sarah Bloom Raskin has withdrawn herself from consideration for the Federal Reserve position after all the Republicans, plus Joe Manchin, announced their opposition to her candidacy. Raskin previously called for stronger climate policies writing last September that regulators should, quote, ask themselves how their existing instruments can be used to incentivize a rapid, orderly, and just transition away from high emission and biodiversity-destroying investments. In other words, Joe Manchin, you fucked with his coal, and Mm -hmm. he's not going to have any of that. Joe Manchin, who has taken more money in political donations from fossil fuel interests than any other senator, said he's very reluctant to see the proliferation of electric vehicles. He should talk to Ford Motor Company about that because they're going talk- all in. They are. Well, his, I mean, I, I did read much of the article and it was like, you know, back when uh, cars were just coming out, uh, you didn't see the government out there putting up electric stations all over the country to, to promote that. You're right, because there were 2,000 of them and they bought them from drugstores. They bought gas. Gas was a waste product from from kerosene. Of course, that and what they were trying to do then was introduce a brand new technology that ran on something that people threw away otherwise, as opposed to replacing tens of millions of vehicles as quickly as possible with ones that won't destroy the planet. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure Joe Manchin knows that, but Joe Manchin is a whore for the petrochemical industry, mm-hmm. always has been, always will be, a thoroughly despicable human being, and he's the senator from West Virginia. So there we have it. The Senate confirmed Shalanda Young as director of the White House Office of Management and Budget, making her the first black woman to hold the cabinet-level position. Under the Trump administration, the 2020 census somehow missed 18.8 million Americans, the biggest net undercount in three decades. The Census Bureau said that while the overall population total of 323 million was accurate, it undercounted the number of Hispanic, Black, and Native American residents and overcounted white and Asian residents. Surprise, surprise. Donald Trump violated, uh, the Trump campaign violated finance law by spending his existing political funds on a 2024 presidential run without declaring himself a candidate. He also, it's been discussed this week, uh, realized by October that he wasn't going to win the popular vote. And he Mm -hmm. started very specifically trying to monkey with electoral votes in specific states. And you and I, this is one of the reasons you and I were both depressed last night. You kept talking about what if we have a Republican president who loses by 10 million votes in the popular vote? Yeah. And it could happen. It could happen in the next decade or two. It could. 15 million could Mm -hmm. could easily happen. The White House will be forced to end a COVID-19 program that pays to test, treat, and vaccinate people who don't have health insurance unless Congress approves more funding. When he was finally forced to show up to testify before the January 6th committee, Michael Flynn took the Fifth Amendment, which reminds me of this 2016 quote from a guy named Donald Trump. The mob takes the Fifth. If you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? Good question, Donald. Why don't you ask Michael next time you see him? CIA Director William Burns said Putin is angry and frustrated with his invasion of Ukraine and will likely double down with no regard for civilian casualties. Speaking before the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, Burns said Putin doesn't appear to have a, quote, sustainable political endgame in the face of what is going to continue to be fierce resistance from the Ukrainians. Joe Biden has banned all imports of oil and natural gas from Russia. 
punishing Russia for its vicious war of choice in Ukraine. Quote, the United States is targeting the main artery of Russia's economy, Biden said. We will not be part of subsidizing Putin's war. Biden, however, warned that the decision would mean higher prices for energy and at, and at the gas pump. He said defending freedom is going to cost. It's going to cost us as well in the United States. The um, first, oh, go ahead. And I would just add that Joe Biden is out tweeting today going, the last time gas was $96 a barrel, it was $3 and something something. Mm-hmm. Gas is the same price and now it's $4.20 something. Oil, $4. 50 oil something. prices oil. have dropped, yeah. And why is that? Mm-hmm. How is it that back when it was this price before, it was a dollar and something cheaper? Oh, maybe it's because oil and gas companies are making obscene profits and pretending that it's caused by inflation. Maybe we need a windfall profits tax, Driftless. You know who would agree with you? Richard Milhouse Nixon. <laughs> yeah. The first January 6th defendant to take his case to trial was found guilty of all five charges. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I hate it when that happens. Damn. The jury found Guy Wesley Reffitt. A Texas three percenter guilty of leading a pro-Trump mob against the police at the Capitol, obstructing Congress's duty to certify the 2020 election, carrying a firearm during the attack, and threatening his teenage son and daughter to keep them from turning him into the FBI. Look, that last one. How many times have we threatened these kids? Uh, yeah, don't turn me us? into the FBI. We've to- <laughs> almost every day. Almost every day we <laughs> warn them, don't turn us into the FBI. Whatever you do. Don't turn us into the FBI. Whatever you do. And they roll their eyes and go back to whatever video game they're playing. Yeah, whatever, man. I'm going over to my girlfriend's house to watch Euphoria. Bullshit. (laughs) You're going to turn us into the FBI. We know it. (sighs) A federal grand jury indicted the longtime leader of the Proud Boys with conspiracy to obstruct Congress related to the January 6th attack on the Capitol, making him the second leader of the far-right group to face charges in the past several months. I love you, Driftglass. I love you, Blue Gal. Each week, we post to our Facebook page and website an Internet Kitty sent in by you, the listeners. This week's Internet Kitty is a dog. Dog's name is Lola. We have met Lola and pet Lola. Yes. We met Lola face-to-face when her humans visited Springfield, Illinois, and had coffee with us a few weeks back. Lola might be too good for them. I'm not sure. (laughs) Lola is a very good dog. Very good. I got to say. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, Lola Eats Freshly Poured Pet Food, our fake sponsor. Whether you serve pet store perfection or dollar store direct, your pet will sit on the kitchen floor and demand that the food they eat is only freshly poured. Freshly poured. Freshly poured. Oh, my Lord, it's freshly poured. You can visit Lola at our Facebook page or our website, and you can send your internet kitty, dog, or other pet to us at our email address, Podcast at gmail.com, where you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service Go Postal Unions letter on the air unless you say otherwise. Hashtag, it's time to fire DeJoy. Can, can I break in here with a tweet from mm-hmm. our, our Senator Duckworth today? Tammy Duckworth? Tammy Duckworth. She's running for re-election, and I hear that she's doing very well in the polls. I hear she's doing great, and this is a tweet from her uh, today, on this very day. Now that the Postal Service Reform Act is headed for President Biden's desk, it'd be a great time to fire DeJoy (laughs) to ensure the USPS has the right leadership it needs to deliver for all Americans. I couldn't agree with that Tammy Duckworth more. That Tammy Duckworth. God bless her. 
Does she listen to the podcast? No. Sounds like she does. <laughs> friend of the pod, Tammy Duckworth. No, no? not going to advertise friend of the pod. Okay. Yeah, she is really... our senator. She is. She and she. Uh, she and Dick Durbin. Dick are Durbin are our, our senators. senators. And yeah. uh, we're and very blessed in Illinois. We're very blessed. We really she's, are. She's wonderful. And, you know, just and and I wouldn't want to ruin her chance by implying that she's a friend of our podcast. <laughs> no, but, I don't think there's anything's going to ruin her chances of being no. reelected. She's, I don't know. She works very hard. Friend of Mike Madigan and Drift Glass, Tammy <laughs> Duckworth. <laughs> Another one of Drift Glass's cronies in Springfield. <laughs> That's the yeah. way the Republican ads go, though. Yeah. They really do. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage for yourself, buy one for us. This is not charity. This is our job, and we love doing this podcast. Approximately 1% of our listeners support this podcast with a contribution. You can, too. We promise it will not go to legal fees. (laughs) Does does bail count as legal fees? Bail counts as a legal fee. Okay. I cannot make that promise in good faith. See our website, ProLeftPod.com, for details. We've got PayPal, postal address information, Patreon. It's all there at ProLeftPod.com. Please share our show on social media. And if you love this episode of our podcast, you can thank us by sending us five bucks via ProLeftPod.com. We appreciate your support of our podcast work. Hey, Drip Class, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Well, Blue Gal, the Internet Kitties think HBO's The Gilded Age needed a lot more cats and a lot less of everything else. Hey, let's think about living. Think about living. Let's think about loving. Think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the popping and the loving, loving, loving. Let's forget about the wine and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow with a switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. Professional Left Podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2022, DGBG Productions Incorporated.